Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, all so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs today. Welcome to episode 52 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and thank you so much for joining me today for conversation as we are now moving into the heart of Lent. We're now two weeks in, and I just want to share some food for the head, heart, hands, and feet that are going to help you be able to particularly persevere and be able to truly look for the many graces that God is desiring to give to you in the midst of this most blessed season, particularly through those habits of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So buckle up, and I'll see you on the flip side. So welcome again to episode 52 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. Our food for the head comes from St. Benedicta of the Cross, Edith Stein. She says, in order to be an image of God, the spirit must turn to what is eternal, hold it in spirit, keep it in memory, and by loving it, embrace it in the will. What's beautiful about this advice from St. Benedicta is the fact that She tells us how it is that we need to become that image of God. And this is so very important because we have been created in the image and likeness of our creator. And what is so important is that in order for us to become that image of God, we have to turn to what is eternal. We have to hold it in our spirit. We have to keep it in our memory. We have to love it and embrace it with our will. And I'm just repeating the words that she uh, wrote down for us, but it's so very important for us to be mindful of these things because if we do not always hold the vision before us of who it is that we've been called to be and who it is that we have been made in the image and likeness of, then what happens is, is that what we tend to do is that we get distracted and we start looking at what the world tells us we're supposed to be about, that we're supposed to be a person perhaps of fame or of power, or we're supposed to have lots of possessions. We're supposed to be comfortable. Um, And it's very important because the whole purpose of the Lenten journey, the 40 days is for us to enter into the desert for us to set aside all of those distractions, all of those things that keep us from being able to truly get clarity about who we are, or more accurately, as I talk about in my book, whose we are. For we are beloved sons and daughters, and we have to be able to enter into our own deserts, just like Jesus went out into the desert for 40 days before he entered into his active ministry. But In the same way, he was turning to what is eternal. He was turning to his heavenly father. He was holding it in his spirit and he was keeping before him 
the love that God had for him and also God's will for his life and then embracing that will. And God's will was for him to go out and to minister and to, you know, spread the good news of the fact that God is here. God so loved the world. He so loved us that he sent his only son. And that was what Jesus came to tell us. And this, again, is what we are supposed to emulate during Lent. We are supposed to go out into our own deserts. We are to turn what is eternal, turn to what is eternal and hold it in our hearts and keep it before us so we can learn to love and embrace God's will for our own. But so often we neglect to do that, don't we? We neglect to either turn towards what's eternal, we neglect to turn towards God, or we don't hold it in our, in our spirit, which is what prayer is all about. Prayer is to have that conversation with God and to hold him close. Or we fail to learn to love or to embrace eternal things um, in, in our own will. So we fail to fast or we fail to give alms, or we just say, no, I'm not going to do Lent this year. Um, or I might kind of go through the motions, but not really entering into the desert. Um, and so what's important is for us to be mindful that we are to embrace this Lenten journey. We are to go out into the desert, and then we can more fully turn towards those things that are eternal in our mind and our heart and our soul. So our food for the heart comes from St. Bonaventure. He says, when we pray, the voice of the heart must be heard more than the proceedings from the mouth. So, so very important. How often is it that we, when we do come to prayer, that we'll be talking, 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 talking. And it's not so much what we say with our mouths, but rather what's in our hearts and allow our hearts to speak instead. This is really difficult to do. Why? Because we have to be quiet. We have to spend time in silence. Our hearts can only speak in silence and the silence of the desert. Again, there's a reason why we have this 40 days is for us to be able to get quiet, to set aside all those distractions. And many times life itself is a distraction. Just getting up and going through your routine, that can be a distraction. If we're not willing to go deeper, if we're not willing to enter into the silence of our hearts and in conversation with God. This is what our hearts are longing for. How often is it that we'll be in the midst of a really busy, busy time and all we really want is just a little peace and quiet? Hey, all you moms out there with kids, you know, especially in the midst of the pandemic over the last year, um, just a little peace and quiet. But our souls are longing for that. Our hearts are longing for that quiet, for that silence of the desert. And Holy Mother Church, in her wisdom, gives this to us each and every year, because otherwise we'll just go over, over, over. We'll just keep going, spinning up, busy, busy, busy. And why is it that we need to go out and to hear God's voice? 
Why is it that we need to quiet our speaking, our prayers, our vocal prayers, and to be quiet with him so that he can tell us of his great love for us? So many of the, I mean, the liturgical readings during Lent are just powerful. They are just profoundly powerful. So I really invite you, if you're not already, read the gospel of the day, at least going through Lent. Read the gospel of the day and just let the words of Jesus wash over you. Even when he's speaking to the Pharisees and, and telling them, you know, the different ways that, you know, that, that they have missed the boat, that they have misunderstood what they're supposed to be about. He tells us that he is here for us. He's here to heal the sick. He's here to take care and minister to the sinner. And I know for a fact, I'm a sinner. This is one of the things of the great good news is the fact that despite being a sinner, God loves me. Not because of anything I have done or anything I'm doing, but because I'm just me. He's created me. He loves me. And it's just because I'm me that he loves me, that I'm his beloved daughter. In the same way, he loves you. He desires to be in union with you, to be able to speak those words of love to you. And how he desires for our lives to be filled with purpose and peace and abundance. This is why I tell people practicing the four R's, to read, reflect, relate, and then having that resolution. Those are so important for us. Daily prayer and meditation, entering into his living word through the gospel and spending time allowing him to speak to us in the silence of our hearts so that we're able to hear of his great love for us. Our food for the hands comes from a daily reflection done by the School of Love. And it's a little lengthy, but I think it is so very important for us to hear about. The Christian life is about following Christ. Christ gives us some things that are required for following him in today's gospel. When he tells us to follow him, someone must deny himself and take up his cross daily. Lent is a wonderful time to get used to denying ourselves. Because if we can learn to deny ourselves some little things that we want, like TV or candy, this can train our wills to make bigger, more important sacrifices in life. Like when we have to deny ourselves sleep to help with a sick child or deny our wants so we can help make a family member happy. Jesus too says we must take up our cross daily. You don't pick certain times to follow Christ. We have to do it every day. So one of the reasons why I wanted to share this is because it's so important for us to reflect upon it over and over and over and over again. As we're striving to food for the hands, as we're striving to grow in virtue, what we have to remember is that we don't pick certain times to follow Christ. We have to do it each and every day. We have to do it at work. We have to do it at home. We have to do it in our marriages. We have to do it in our relationships with family. We have to do it with our friends. We have to do it at school. We have to do it with our enemies. 
we have to do this at all times. We have to be consistent. But to be consistent, we have to practice. Mastery, getting good at anything, takes putting in the reps. It takes practice. And each time that we practice, even a little bit, we get a little bit better, a little bit more, a little bit more. And eventually, it becomes natural for us so that we're able to do the good easily, quickly, and with joy. That's what virtue is. And this is why we need to be willing to accept the crosses that come our way. Those crosses are sacrifices. And the great, you know, phrase that I use from Dr. Mike Scherzlick out at the School of Faith, but I add in that last little part, but it's a sacrifice is anything that we do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and don't understand. So anytime that we are in those situations and we're able to say, yes, Lord, I accept this, help, help it make me more virtuous, help it make me more like you. So for us to reflect and think about, are there things that we're inconsistent about in our lives? Particularly during Lent, are we being consistent with our prayer? Are we being consistent with our fasting? Are we being consistent with our almsgiving? Are we searching for the ability to be able to help others who we just might be running into? That when someone asks us, can you help, that we say yes to it. So we need to be about living out our faith in all times, in all places where God has placed us in his vineyard. So that's the challenge of living out the Lenten disciplines. It's the challenge of being consistent about our prayer. It's the challenge about being consistent about our fasting. And again, it's not just about food. It's also about giving up those things that are preventing us from being fully turned towards God and allowing him to mold us and shape us, those things that are distracting us from our relationship with him. These are the things that we need to fast from. And our almsgiving, Mother Teresa of Calcutta told us so beautifully, give until it hurts. If it's easy for you to give, then you're giving from your want, not from your need. And all of us have that challenge, particularly in our world, uh, a Western world where we have so much. I mean, you know, you can see behind me in my bookshelves and they're just filled with books. And do I need all of those? No. But we all have our vices. We all have those things that get in the way, don't we? So we are challenged to allow God during this time when we're in the desert to have him strip away those things to that are preventing us from drawing closer to him. This is what it is to live our faith at all times. This is what it is to be consistent in our Lenten disciplines. So our food for the feet comes from St. Anthony of Padua. And he reminds us, the life of the body is the soul. And the life of the soul is God. The life of the body is the soul, and the life of the soul is God. Too often, we fall into the thinking that the world has about our interior life. 
We focus so much on our physical selves, on our intellect, our mindset, all those different things that we physically see or we can control. And we neglect the one thing that is the key to all of who and what we are. And that's our soul. That's our interior life. This is a part of why I'm a promised member of the Apostles of Interior Life family. Because our charism is to encourage people to come closer to God through developing, developing their interior life. So we evangelize. What is evangelizing? It's just bringing people to Jesus, introducing them to him. That's what evangelization is. And every time that we do that, the easiest way for people to come to know him more deeply is through prayer, through the development of their interior life. I talk about those four steps to holiness, daily prayer, meditation, along with frequenting the sacraments, living that life of grace, striving to grow daily in virtue and abandoning ourselves to God's will. And when we recognize and we live out the fact that the life of the body is the soul and the life of the soul is God. And then we're living out that abandoning ourselves to his will because we realize that it's only in him, through him, with him that we have life at all. So our soul right now is absolutely starving. It's starving in this whole culture of entertainment and distraction and sensuality it's all focused on the physical self, but our interior self is starving for beauty and for goodness and truth. And it's so sadly lacking. That's why so many people were, whether or not they realize it or not, so many people were after this very contentious political season, so many people were worn out and so tired. Why? Because there was no goodness, there was no beauty, there was no truth that was, that was being shared. Every time you turn on a TV or look at a newspaper or any kind of social media stuff, you had all of this ugliness and oh, just horrendous behavior and lies that were being shared that were not true. And there's just so much that we can do living in a cesspool like that before we ourselves feel the impact. So we have to recognize that our soul, which is the life of our body, is starving. And the only way to fill, to eat, to be nourished is found in God. Because the life of our soul is God. So we need to remember this. We need to be mindful of this beautiful wisdom that St. Anthony told us. The life of the body is the soul. The life of the soul is God. And that is what we're called to do throughout this Lenten season. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? The first is to reflect upon whether or not you're embracing your Lenten journey going out into the desert. And if not, to recommit 
and to make sure that you're pursuing those resolutions, particularly of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Another would be to really be able to enter into that silence of this 40 days, to spend at least 10 minutes in silence this week, uh, if not every day. Just turn everything off, turn those notifications off, you know, just set things aside. And if it's easier, just go out and sit in nature. And But spend 10 minutes in silence is a beautiful way to be able to take our conversation and go deeper. Uh, another, are you living out your life of faith each and every day in all times and places? And if not, then take a look and see what do you have to do in order to be able to um, follow Christ at all times? What adjustments do you have to make in order to be living it out? And, and finally, you know, what is it that you need in order to be feeding your soul with God? What do you need to perhaps set aside, to fast from? But more importantly, what uh, types of beauty or goodness or truth do you need so that you can be feeding your soul with God? I just want to encourage you to know that regardless of whether or not you have begun this Lent well, or if you have not turned towards God and entered deeply into Lent, it's never too late. That's why I designed the Say Yes to Holiness 40-Day Challenge. Even though during the Lenten season, it's a beautiful time to be able to walk through the challenge, the fact is, is that that 40-day challenge can be done at any time. So I invite you to go to sayyestoholiness.com and sign up for the free 40-day challenge. Again, go to www.sayyestoholiness.com and sign up for the Say Yes to Holiness 40-day challenge. I hope that you will take the challenge and that you will continue to grow closer to God and become more like Jesus. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes or message me through the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness through my website at www.sayyestoholiness.com or send an email directly to me at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we have begun here. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we continue to tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation again with you soon.